Yo, what's good, family? Thank you for stepping into the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach Pace and Coach Murph. We got NBA playoff talk and a lot of things about the future of the NBA. We got a good debate between Coach Murph and Coach Pace, which is at the very least going to be very entertaining for me. So I hope it's entertaining for you, too. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about DeAndre Hopkins, and we're going to wrap up with how to spend your money this weekend. So first and foremost, the the biggest NBA playoff takeaways going in. We got, and, and, you know, we'll start off here in the, we'll, we'll start off in the Western Conference. Okay, so the Lakers-Nuggets series is over. Nuggets going to the NBA Finals. Uh, fellas, what was your takeaway on that series? Well, for me, I, you know, looking through it, you know, I feel as though I felt like I said it before that I think Denver pretty much had the easiest route to get um, to get there facing the Timberwolves in the first round. And then, you know, the Suns, we always talked about their lack of depth on top of CP3 getting hurt. And then, you know, the Lakers being the the bigger draw. I feel like they're only true competition. But, you know, even though, you know, I, I did say that they – I was one of those people that was on the train of believing that Denver was over overhyped. I did pick the Timberwolves to beat them in the first round. Uh, but, you know, cat's going to cat. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, after, you know, looking at Denver – I think they're, as I did, they're overlooked. And it's not because, you know, the, that they're just a small market team, but because of what's the injuries and stuff, if you look through the past, you know, three years, you know, last year, he, without Jamal Murray, they got bounced by Golden State. And then the year before that, they got bounced by the Suns. And then the year before that, they got bounced by the Lakers. The common thing about, about those three teams is that they all made the finals and one of them actually won the finals that year. So they were only getting beat by championship teams. That's true. That's so, you know, if I kind of sat down and not just, you know, looked at Denver, how, you know, you would typically look at them, I would have been able to piece that together, but um, the, you just got you a, a a deep, great coach team. Mm -hmm. Facts, facts. Yeah, what do you think of Coach Pace? Um, I mean, mine's really simple. Uh, Denver clearly is the best team. Um, and then I, I think more so what annoys me, and I think LeBron had a great playoff run, but it's the I expected this to happen. It's the, oh, he got eliminated. And then two days later, a story comes out where he tore a tendon in his foot back in February. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, here we go again with the narrative and, like, them trying to cover up for LeBron. Like, I don't even think this is a failed season for him. Like, he made it to the Western Conference Final in a tough West. Like, I get, I get that we're used to LeBron James in the finals, but like, 
he's 38 years old. He's old. Like, bro, like, it's okay that he – and he wasn't even supposed to make it this far because, I mean, they were in the playing tournament. So, to me, this is a successful season, but, like, it's just the excuse and narrative that they're going to – they it, literally right on cue, they bring up the injury, and I'm like, all right, bro. Well, y'all went talking about that when he went for 40 in game – game, I think it was six or, yeah, game five or whatever it was. Well, they got swept, so game four. But they weren't making excuses when he did that. They weren't making excuses when he beat Ja. They weren't making excuses when he made it into the playoff tournament. I didn't hear nothing about an injury, but literally right on cue. It was, oh, yeah, LeBron played with a torn tendon and might need surgery. So it's like it never fails to amaze me. I don't don't think that it was put in to be an excuse, to be honest. I feel as though that – you know, they're going to find any way to talk about the Lakers as is. Um, and, you know, they're, you can't think of a superstar that played through uh, the season with an injury that didn't eventually get brought up on the back end. Um, if they brought it in, like the fact that you say that um, you feel like, you know, they're bringing it up as an excuse, you would have said the same thing if they brought it up during those games too. Because uh, even if he had a good game or had a bad game and then they mentioned the tendons, like, oh, here we go, it's an excuse. So technically he's in a lose-lose. But I don't think, you know, them bringing up his injury or talking about it in detail takes anything from what he did in the playoffs run because nobody blames him outside of his three-point shooting. But, I mean, most of the blame goes to AD. And then also it doesn't take anything away from Denver because even with a healthy Bron, I mean, he probably would have lost in six. I agree. I mean, the narrative should be more so about AD and his inconsistency, even though AD was probably the best defensive player in the playoffs in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, we expect AD to be consistent. So, yeah, he averaged 22, 14, three blocks or whatever it was, two blocks. But it's more so the consistency, which is the problem. And then the no-show from D'Lo is what we should be talking about. But they're like – they they turn the spotlight from that to like, oh, LeBron was injured. And I feel like it's more so them saying like, oh, LeBron played through an injury. He's just that great because he made it to the Western Conference. Fine. Like they're trying to bump it up to be more than what it is. I'm like – player – they say it all the time. Players are playing with injuries that we don't know. But, Yeah. So, but I I don't take nothing away from him. It's just two days later, like, why am I not surprised that an injury report comes out about him? Mm. Like, it, you read my mind because I was about to go to D'Lo and just be like, what? Like, if you're the Lakers, are you are you keeping him or what? Yes. Depending on the market. Depending on the market. I don't know what. Well, well, in terms of, I already told you how I feel. I mean, everybody is on the block outside of Bron, Rui, and and Austin Reeves. Like I feel as though if you can get something for KD, which I know they they can. I mean that like we we I talked about last week the Mavs have showed some interest in him if he's able to get moved. Um, I feel as though, you know, Chicago could be an interest, um, you know, that being his hometown and, you know, them 
needing a big because I'm pretty sure you would rather have AD than Vucevic. So, I mean, you know, all these there, – there's a market for him. Um, but I, I just can't deal with the inconsistency. I, I just can't. Bron needs for certain – he just needs certainty. Like, for me, my plan with Bron, you know, as, you know, the Lakers GM is like, I'm going to talk to Bron and I'm like, you know, what, what position – you want to play or what what aspect of the game do you want to focus on and then I'll build around it from there so like okay do you just want to focus on scoring and getting getting assists like you know pretty much being like a, a combo guard cool let's get some bigs to do the dirty work and rebounding and, and guarding the post rim protecting and you know a bunch of um you know uh three and d wings so something like that I, I feel as though that if you see, like, for instance, what Jimmy Butler is doing with with the Heat is that you have your star player and you just have a lot of complementary pieces. It's, you know, the league is way past of, like, you need stars, you need a star, you need a star. You just need camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, also, real quick, um, I think it's interesting as well, like, the pieces they signed. So they signed Tristan, of course, right? And they didn't play mm-hmm. until game four. But why do you have them two big bodies? And it just blows my mind. They're using AD to, like, he has to score and stop Jokic, which is a lot to ask because you clearly can't stop Jokic. But you have those two big bodies, um, plus Wayman Gabriel, and you're not playing any one of them till game four and it's do or die. And they didn't even use Mo Bamba. And, like, at least you guys should be trying to, like, use him for fouls or because he's a he's a long body. Um, and then they didn't use Tristan either until game four, which basically it was over after that. But I'm just, like, I'm confused on why the the rostering was like that because I'm like, bro, you can't, like, you're basically playing with uh, four out and one big and – the big's not even a big. He's more so of a stretch four. And y'all getting killed on the boards because of Aaron Gordon, Jokic, and then their backups came in and did their thing. And I'm just like, bro, at some point, like, y'all need to use Mo Bamba. He might not score or do anything crazy, but, like, bro, tough contest, um, getting a few blocks, getting a few boards, at least parents, the spell in AD uh, for the time being to give him like a break. Cause he's basically playing on like fumes almost. It seemed like, mm-hmm. so I didn't, I didn't understand like Darvin Ham not using those two bigs that they have until like it was last minute and he still didn't use Mo Bamba like he was supposed to. Yeah. Like I hundred percent agree with that. And, and you kind of caught it in the group chat when we were talking about it like before game four and it, I <clears throat> because it's like, if you look the way that that Darvin Ham did his lineups, he had AD or LeBron in at all times. So, like neither one of your starters are going to get rest at the same at the same time. So the least that you could do, and and, and then you're working LeBron on the defensive end because there are times where he was the one guarding Jokic. You know, he was the one guarding Aaron Gordon. And I'm like, why why would you, you know, put more miles on LeBron during the game? especially the first two games in Denver, when when you got 
when you got a big man who can at least give you something, like you don't even need him all, to score all like that. Like you said, Coach Page, you just need, you know, rebounds. They can get some putbacks. They can test some shots, whatever, you know, just doing that, just make tough, tough shots tough for, for Denver. And I don't know how many times I've seen them just take the ball from one end and roll right up under the basket. Like, just go straight to coast to coast without the ball being stopped. I mean, that's, that's elementary. Like, they teach you that when you first start playing basketball is to stop the ball. And nobody was stopping the ball. Like, Bruce Brown getting finger roll layups. Michael Porter Jr. getting dunks. Like, nobody's even challenging them. And I'm like, at least if you had a big body in there, they could at least try. You know, so, like, I, I think that was a huge mistake on Darvin Ham's part. Well, uh, in terms of the transition defense, I mean, it really doesn't matter what size it's about, you know, stopping the ball. But I think to your point in terms of, of, you know, AD and Bron being in the whole game, I don't think that was planned. I think what messed that up was D'Angelo Russell. It's like you're supposed to be the guy that really – because Austin Reeves can do it, but everybody knows that D'Angelo Russell is the guy that can run an offense at, you know, an elite level. But when you're a liability on both ends, it's like who else can you really put in to, to run that run that offense? So you're pretty much just stuck with playing Braun. I agree. I mean, I think they also should have used Malik Beasley a little bit more because he's a 3 and D guy and that's what they got him for. But um, – I just think his rotations, I mean, his rotations were really bad in general. So I think that's also why they lost, because I don't understand why. I mean, they're low-key shooting, shooting the mess out of the ball, especially with like Jamal Murray, KCP um, and stuff like that. And they didn't use Malik Beasley whatsoever and barely played Lonnie Walker. Like he might have got like 18 to 20 minutes. And I'm like, he's a young body that y'all need. So he should probably be playing closer to 30 especially with D'Lo lagging. Yeah, there's a lot of mismanagement there. And it, and perhaps it, they still would have lost, but it would have been more, you know, a, a better series. Perhaps the Lakers would have got a game or two. And I I don't know what Kwame Brown on, because I it's just like, you know, when he says stuff, sometimes you're like, yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead and talk that talk, Kwame. This time I was like, shut up. Like, what are you talking about, bro? I'm going to be 100% transparent with you. Uh, next subject, man, because I'm not even I'm not even acknowledging Kwame Brown and what he said because it, it it's like Scotty when he was uh, – a new thing came out about Scotty, and he said uh, Michael Jordan was a horrible player before he got there. Like, LeBron will always be the GOAT. And I'm just like, bro, at this point, I'm not paying attention to either one of y'all. Like, y'all just, y'all just do this every couple months to get some clicks, some likes. And to be relevant, because I don't like. And then and Shannon Sharp responded, and he responded. I'm like, bro, y'all do this just so y'all can stay relevant in the news, because Kwame Brown is more known for his media takes than he has been for his 12 year basketball career. Yeah, that I was just like, bro, you don't even make sense. So yeah, we 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 won't spend. I I just wanted to let people know out there that that really bothered me. And if if you go open your mouth and say something, at least make it make sense. And you know, I thought. In that the last play um, in game four, I thought LeBron made the right decision. Uh, the highest percentage basket in that situation is him going to the basket. That's what he's really good at. Uh, even in, you know, even at age 38, still taking it to the basket. That was just great defense by Murray 
I because I thought he got fouled. Like I think we all in a group chat was like, yo, that was a foul. And then we looked at the replay like, oh shoot, he got all ball. Like that's outstanding defense. And then Gordon was there to block the shot anyway. So it's like, you know, that has nothing to do with his um lack of uh, ability to play in the in the clutch or 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 him not being one of the best players to ever play together. Like, you know, so I don't I don't understand why people would take a shot at him at him in that situation. I mean, if you wanted to talk about him losing the game, that was games one and two when he got the ball stolen from him in both of those games and missed the layup. But game four, that was just great defense. And and, and LeBron had the right shot in mind, just couldn't get it off there. But um, yeah. Anyways, I and I think I okay, I I haven't asked y'all this yet. So in LeBron's press conference after game four, LeBron really harped on the point that this season was a failure. He said, our goal is to win championships, and we didn't win a championship, so it's a failure. Do y'all think that was a shot at Giannis? No. I think he measures himself on championships, so anytime he doesn't win a championship, he considers that a failure, which I don't particularly agree with because certain, like, I mean, he plays a lot stiffer competition than most people. Like, yeah, he ran through the East, but he also ran through the East and then came up against um, the Warriors. Like, the Warriors been running stuff for, like, a decade right about now. Um, and then he came up, like, he he came against, you know, Jokic and them. And Jokic and them is, like, other playing otherworldly right now. So, like... I just think he measures himself on championships, so um, he considers it failing if he doesn't win a championship. But I'm like, bro, you, with all due respect, as great as you are, you're not going to win them all. Sorry to tell you. So, like, from them going to, like, the eight seed to the Western Conference Finals, and then, like, same thing with uh, Jimmy Butler and them. If they lost, well, I consider it a failure because they were up 3-0. But if they lost – Let's just say if they lost against Boston 4-2, I'm like, bro, it's not a failure because y'all literally wasn't – y'all damn near wasn't supposed to be there. So y'all over – y'all quote-unquote overachieved. So, but if Jimmy Butler loses uh, this th- this way – We, we ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. We ain't there yet. So, like, so, so let's not talk about that. Yeah, but let's stay, on the, let's stay on this topic, though. I ain't saying nothing yet. I ain't say nothing yet. Let, let's not get my heart my, my heart rate blood pressure up right now. But um like yeah, I, I don't think it was a shot at, at Giannis. And I've heard a few reports of that Brian like was telling the like there was word that you know Brian was telling the media to not ask him that because I think it's just kind of like one of those things where it's just like like I understand what Coach Pace is coming from. Like, you know, sometimes the odds are against you and stuff like that. And then the fact that he stated, like, you can't win them all, that's true. But somebody that's, you know, held to MJ, that's what they hold against him. Because every time he doesn't do it, even though that we know the odds of him pulling it off is slim because of the predicament, it's, oh, well, Jordan would have did it. Oh, well, Jordan would have did it. Because then they always go to the finals, but nobody want to talk about his first and second round, you know, exits when it comes to Jordan. So also with him viewing himself as the best player in the world and 
people, you know, announce him as the first or second best player ever, you just feel as though that any competition that you face, you have a chance of beating. Except for the time he was the first time he went to face the Warriors with KD because he pretty much conceded <laughs> before he went. He knew what was about to happen. So. Bro, I don't even – I consider that and then uh, the Tim Duncan, when he went against Tim Duncan and the Spurs, like, his first time, mm-hmm. I consider those, like, those three losses, I'm just like, bro, that's that's part of the game at that point because, y'all, you weren't supposed to win them, like, with all due respect. Well, also, his, his first run-in with the Warriors when he lost Kyrie and Love, mm-hmm. I didn't expect him to do that. I – uh, I I mean yeah yeah I yeah I I agree with that too. So like four, four yeah because he wasn't once love went out. I was like ah yeah you're you're probably cooked. But yeah. well, I thought he was he would have been able to do it with because you know love got hurt in that Celtic series mm-hmm. and then Kyrie got hurt in game one. So like I felt like he could, if it was just him and Kyrie, I felt like they could have still did it. Oh but yeah, once, yeah once Kyrie went. Down and it was him and Della Dova. Like I was like, yeah, this ain't gonna. Didn't they? Didn't they say uh, Kai was? Um, didn't when they win when Kai went out too? They were yeah. other, like. So he got. I think I, we were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we were. Yeah, I think that I think they were winning. Yeah, because they won that game. Because I think the the I believe the Cavs started up 2-0, if I remember correctly, or at least they were. They were up two one. They were up two one, and I yeah. think we got hurt in overtime. Of game. Yeah, in the first of game one. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, you know, they were going going to close in overtime. So it was put, and then, and then he gets hurt. Um, but yeah, they were up two one in that series. I thought he was going to do it still because they couldn't do nothing with him. And so I don't blame, I don't fully blame him for it. But I I did think he had a chance to pull that off. But uh, it's it was it was an uphill climb for sure. Yeah, we gotta stop making Mike like God, though. Like, let's let's hold it. Let's take a step back and act like Mike's. Mike, uh, before Scotty was there, wasn't doing too much or nothing. Yeah, so I think that's the perspective people don't have. Like, they think Michael Jordan is this all time. Like, he's never done anything wrong. Blah blah blah. And yes, he was great, but at the same time, he wasn't winning until he got some help. And I don't think yeah. he had no, the yeah, perspective of that. So they need to understand, like, what LeBron is doing. Like, he's basically 1A, 1B with Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if not, I, I think he's better, but that's just me. Yeah, and I say the same thing because I'll be looking at it as, like, uh, like when I say when Bron loses, they act like every time Bron lost that Jordan would have won it. I'm like, well, what about when he, he got bounced in the first round and they'd be like, oh, well, he dropped 63 in the game. And I'm like, well, Bron lost the finals leading – Every player that touched the court in points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. But y'all exactly. still were like, oh, well, his, he has a losing record in the finals. And I'm like, what else can he do? He literally did everything he could. So, and then also I tell people all the time, like, if if Scotty didn't sign that BS deal and actually got paid what he was worth, that team wouldn't be as deep as it was. Now that's facts. All right, hold we're gonna have an episode. I think we need to have a whole episode on this uh, to do it to do it justice. But yes, I don't blame LeBron for the 07 loss. The 
the 2015 loss. I mean, those once KD got to Golden State, it was going to be really tough, especially the second year when Kyrie was already gone. Like Kyrie, like they left that. Yeah. It, but it wasn't going – he wasn't going to win, though. Like, there was no possible – even with Kyrie there, there was no possible way of him winning yeah. at that moment. Like, those two years he went, like, yeah, but it was damn near like a participation trophy at that point. Yeah, 2014 was kind of like in the middle for me. Wade was not healthy in that finals, if I remember correctly. I think he My boy some- was cooked. Them knees was cooked. My boy was cooked. Yeah, some knee trouble. So I, I I can't blame him for that. So really, 2011 is the only one that I blame him for. Everyone was healthy. You had the better team, and you came up short. Like, you let your team down. Like, that was I, I blame him for 24. I don't blame him for 2014, but I, I think that was – Wade was still on court. You still had Bosch. Like, I'm not giving you – I'm not giving you no leeway on that, with all due respect. So, like, I'll give you four. I'll give you those four. Yeah. But – Outside of that, I mean, I'm that 2014. I'm like, yeah, you lefty right after that, but bro, you got to get the job done. Sorry, not sorry. 2014, 2011, I could definitely see that because I mean, like, uh, people people don't give Jordan an out for losing to the Pistons in Game Seven uh, of what the 19 what was it is either 89 or 90 Eastern Conference Finals, but Game Seven, uh, Scottie Pippen. Said he couldn't see and had a migraine, so he didn't play in that game. So he didn't play really. He had to leave the game. I'm not going because every time we do that with George, we with LeBron, they'd be like, Well, you still gotta get the game. So I'll hold Mike to the same standard. Still gotta get one game. So yeah, but then also, even if you bring that up, like if you know you're trying to make a case for LeBron and you bring that up, people are gonna be like, Well, he's six and zero in the finals. He's six and zero in the finals, and it's like, all right, bro, whatever. I think it's the wrong argument, and you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the one on this podcast that has Jordan at one A. So, but I, I, I try to be completely objective about these things, and so I don't. I think the six and zero argument is, um, is not the right leverage for for. It's trash. Yeah, it's anybody that I talk to, like. The conversations don't last long. As soon as they mention, like, oh, well, he's 6-0 and in the finals, I'm like, okay, clearly you just don't know basketball. If that's the only ammunition you got. Yes, and it, it kills me because the analysts, even though it was like – I was talking to someone the other day about this. I was like, analysts that were born, that are older than me, right, that were there for everything, to see Jordan all the way through, see LeBron all the way through, and for them to take lazy arguments like that, I mean, it just makes it – it just makes me mad. Like I was like, even though overall I agree with you, you're using your your argument doesn't make sense though. Like because, yeah. So I think we should have a special episode on this because I think there's a lot to get into, and especially for folks uh, that are out there. If y'all haven't watched The Last Dance, I would suggest that y'all watch that. Uh, if you weren't old enough to really watch Jordan all the way through, you'll see the coaching changes that took place, the personnel changes that took place. Um, and just the, just the way everything went, um, because I think some people give Jordan, um, a pass for certain things. Some people give LeBron a pass for certain things. So we have to be objective in this, but yes, that I, I will say this is another thought for, for, for both of y'all. So one of the arguments in here was like, man, you give LeBron a hall of fame coach. And he would have did the same things, or you know, whatever like that. So, do you think this whole like he 
probably get to the finals for the second time in four years works against LeBron's legacy because Coach Spo to me is a Hall of Fame coach. No, no, it does not. I feel like we're discrediting LeBron's greatness at that point. Like, can we just keep it like Spo's a great and Spo's seasoned at this point too. Like with experience and stuff like that. Like I don't think. Um, I think he's been through things. He's seen things like, okay, he can analyze things like his mind is working at a different level now. But like with LeBron, um, I'm not about to discredit him because that's probably outside of 2018 LeBron. Miami LeBron is the best LeBron you will ever see outside of 2018 because 2018. I don't know. He was otherworldly. Like I can't I can't even explain what I was witnessing in 2018. Um, But. I'm not about to like, yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Like Ty Lu is a great coach. Um, so and they, that's when they won the championship. So I think they should have kept Ty Lu personally. Um, and that's I feel like that's him, Pop, and Spo are like the only people that can actually coach LeBron, if that makes sense. I don't think Darvin Ham can really coach LeBron. So well, I, I, Yeah, well, for the Ty Lu point, the reason why he left is because since Braun was leaving and they knew that um, they're going to be going under a rebuild, they told Ty Lu like, if you want to go, you can, because they didn't want to put him through a rebuild year since he became a champion. So that's why they let him go. They gave him the decision. But um, I think you just throw the coaching argument out at this point, because, like, I, you know, when you think about it, you know, he won with Spo. Spo's a great coach. He won with Ty Lue. Ty Lue's a great coach. Um, and, you know, Frank Vogel, I mean, he was, I wouldn't call him a great coach. He was just there. So the – but when you look at um, Jordan, I mean, do how good of a coach can we really say uh, Phil Jackson is? Like I, he yes yeah. he was great in, in the per, in the point of he could manage egos, but also he was blessed in having a Shaq and Kobe and uh, Jordan, uh, Pippen, Dennis Rodman, and like he his teams have always been stacked. When he didn't have a team that was stacked like that, he wasn't able to do anything. Frank Vogel is doing something with the Miami Heat what, that we've never seen. Phil Jackson do. You mean we, Spo? Or, or, well, yeah, you, well, you're supposed to doing something with the Miami Heat that we never seen Phil Jackson ever do. You you saw the potential of Ty Lue with the Clippers before Kawhi went down. Like, you you haven't seen, and without a Paul George, like, you haven't seen nothing like that from, you know, a Phil Jackson. Yeah. But I wouldn't, so, like, it... I'm not going to discredit Phil. Yeah, I'm not going to discredit Phil. That's why I mentioned, like, managing the egos. Like, that's a coaching thing you have to do. But also, it's kind of like, which we're we're about to get into, you know, when it comes to coaches and players. But you can look at it as it really didn't matter what Phil Jackson said because what MJ said went. Just like with the whole Dennis Rodman, I want to take a break. Let's talk to Jordan. Just like yeah. wherever Bron went, Ty, 
like there was a stint where Ty Lue actually said, you know, try to make a play and or do something on the bench, and Bron tried to negate that, and Lou was like, nah. Did y'all hear a yeah. uh, story that Shumpert gave as well? Nah, or I, I, I always hear clips from him, but I, I can't think of anything off the top that you may be okay. referencing. It's crazy, too, because he was like, all right, so LeBron did something, and it was a play, and basically he looked over. He wasn't worried about his man. He was worried about the weak side corner man. So if he's driving right, all right, uh, basically he's on the left side of the court, right, and he's driving right. He's looking at the weak side corner. He's like, hey, the weak side corner, he's playing lazy. So basically they ran the same play for a whole quarter, and play chicken with the weak side corner guy, if that makes sense. So he either got a bucket or he kicked it out. He literally was like, hey, I'm going to call a timeout. He's like, I need a shooter in that corner because he's playing lazy. So once it was either A, LeBron scores or gets to the foul line, or B, he kicks it out for a three and he needs a shooter out there. But he was like, Schumper was like, literally, I've seen LeBron do this. And he was like, nah, we ran this play for a whole quarter same play, and it didn't matter because they couldn't stop it, and they knew what was coming. And I was like, "Bro, that's different. That's the di- that's different." That is different, man. I mean, it's just you just really gotta admire like people's basketball IQ when you hear about stuff like that. Um, you just got you just that's that's why they're the best of the best at what they do. Um, so I think this is a good segue. So just to just to tee this up for y'all, I'm not gonna be saying much throughout this portion because I was at work, you know, I was at work trying to do my job and my phone kept going off and I'm looking at it and it's Coach Murph and Coach Pace going at it in our group chat about uh, the, you know, how much responsibility is on the coach and how much is on the players. Now this began with the context of Coach Bud and, and Giannis um, since Co- Coach Bud got fired. So. You got that. Um, and I was highly entertained, though. So I hope this is entertaining for you. But, fellas, I wanted to give you all a platform to kind of um, talk about this verbally, because uh, I think it's a it's a warranted conversation. Uh, and so we can talk about the bugs. I mean, we can go to the Sixers and Doc Rivers and talk a little bit about that. We could talk about Monty Williams. And so, like, what how much responsibility is on the coach to to get the team to where it needs to be and how much is on the players? To, to think about, okay, I should be doing this. I'm watching film too. I need to be doing that and all those kind of things. Uh, Coach Murphy, you want to go or do I want, like, how you want to do this? Yeah, hey, man, I'll go ahead and take the floor. So, yeah, this yeah. is, <laughs> so what we're talking about in terms of Giannis and Bud, uh, you know, to give even more of a backstory, I put majority of the blame on Giannis. Uh, for for that series loss, yes, I know he was injured. Um, but when he came back, well, well, for one, when he was injured, they 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 broke even. They won one, they lost one. So the fact that they were able to win one with Giannis and they didn't win any with him, I feel like that's a a, a mark on Giannis. Also. In the games that Giannis missed, you know, Jimmy dropped. Uh, uh, he had like 35 one game, and then he had like uh, like 28 or something in the other. 
But when Giannis came back, he dropped 56 and 45. So to me as a player, and also, and it's not just any player, but like the caliber caliber of player he is, um, you know, two-time MVP, defensive former defensive player of the year um you know once you get eliminated you say um i wish i got to guard jimmy more Giannis is too much of a a rule follower for me where it's just like if you're the best player on the team and you're that guy drew you're struggling i i got jimmy just like when the raptors were down oh two to the bucks and then uh, Nick Nurse tried to make adjustments, and then Kawhi spoke up and said, the adjustment is I'm guarding Giannis. Or when Jimmy Butler and Bam before the series, before the Celtics, they're arguing, saying who's guarding Jason Tatum. That's what Giannis, that's why I give blame, a lot of blame to Giannis, more blame than Bud, because it's like, Bro, when are you just going to step up and just be like, bro, this is my team, and I feel like I can make it. Just this simple adjustment could change the series for us. You don't just sit there and lay down and watch, you know, watch your teammate just get killed out there. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. Uh, the reason why I, t- I said but it was on but. Um, and it gives me more context since Drew Holiday like had it was on a podcast and he was like, bro, there's literally they I've seen people go on streaks, but he was like, it could be LeBron guarding him, it could be Giannis. Jimmy Butler was on the level to where like it doesn't matter who's guarding him, all defensive team, whoever first team, whoever. He's like, bro, there's nothing you would have been able to do to stop Jimmy Butler. So coming from Drew Holiday, that gives me more context of what type of level Jimmy was playing at, but I say Bud because as a coach, what is your job title? Like, literally, we go over job titles all the time. What is your job title? Okay. You're supposed to, and this is me being a coach. Your job table, job title is to put players in the best position to win. I don't feel like Bud did that at all. And granted, I think the championship from, what, 2021, if I'm not mistaken, is the reason he got some leeway, but we all said Bud is not a good coach. Like we all could agree with that. Like I don't, he has an exceptional players with exceptional roster, um, surrounded by these guys, especially with like Bobby Porter's coming off the bench, averaging a double double. Um, but my thing is, if you see Drew Holiday getting cooked multiple games in a row, like this wasn't like a one-two game, one-two game off. He was getting cooked all series. Even on Jimmy's bad nights, he dropped twenty eight. Like what are we, like what are we talking about? Okay, so at that point, I'm looking at the coach like, and I know they had discussions like um, the assistant coaches and stuff. I know they had discussions. This is not foreign, but like, yo, let's put Giannis on Jimmy at some point. And Giannis's personality is, you know, he's easygoing. He's not gonna. He's competitive, but he's not gonna overstep his boundary, which the different players with cachet like LeBron, Kobe, Kawhi, those guys don't overstep their boundaries because they don't care. They're not you're not gonna tell them anything. I don't think Giannis views him views himself in that light. But as a coach, I can speak on this. If I see my best defense, one of my I got two great defenders. 
one of my best defenders is getting cooked. I'm going to throw the under, other defender on him. Like, I don't understand how that's hard as a coach. So I feel like his job title is to make adjustments, and he made no adjustments. So why I don't understand, like, how that's not on Bud. Like, Bud is a terrible coach for not doing that. Like, and there's a reason nobody's looking at him to be a head coach right now. No, but I, but I don't, I can't agree with that because it's just like you're. That's giving, that's giving Giannis a pass. That's like, <laughs> bro. If you're, he's a, he's a competitor. Your man is getting cooked, and you're the best defender on this team. I got him. Is that like there's certain adjustments that doesn't need to be made? That's like saying the the Lakers' poor transition defense is on on Darvin Ham when literally coach JP three said, that's something you learn in elementary school. When you first start playing basketball, stop the ball. There's no adjustment right. to make to that. So th- it's the same thing with garden Jimmy, like drew said he was on another level and pretty much nobody would have been able to stop him. But I'm not, that doesn't mean not try. So like if Giannis went and guarded him and got cooked, so be it. You stood up, you stood up and was like, Hey, you're not working. Let me try. You did, uh, you shouldn't, as a competitor and a top five player in the league today, and one of the best defenders in the league, then like, why why do I need somebody to tell me this is my team? If Buzz said, "Hey, we play bad. Let we're starting practice at seven a.m. tomorrow," and then Giannis said, "Nah, we're gonna start at six. What do you think they're gonna say? Well, Buzz said seven, so we're gonna show up at six. no. They're gonna come at six because Giannis said it. It's about levels. It's about cachet. It's about who has the most respect in the room. And Giannis does. But your but my thing is with you. Then why the hell they got a coach? What did what like? What do we need a coach for? That's the whole Kyrie argument. I think we don't need a coach. Like what if if that's the case? Why do they need a coach? Because coaches need different coaches provide different things. Some are good at game planning. Some, like I said, with Phil Jackson, are good with managing egos. But like they, what is Bud good at? What is but I always said that Bud was a bad coach. I was the first one on that stand. But I, like that doesn't. I, I was if with I, you. If, what do you okay, mean? So if, I was right if, there if with I believe, you. Okay, so if we all believe that Bud is a bad coach, do you think everybody in on the Bucks team, the players, believe that Bud is a good coach? No, because they would have wanted him to stay. They're like, nah, this is on us. This is not on him. And if Giannis said, nah, I want this to be my coach, then he would have still been there because they're going to do what to make Giannis happy. But the fact that they cut him and then, you know, Giannis was like, you know, uh, he, he was a good coach. You know, that simple, that default yeah. answer that all the players give. He just did that, but just let him walk. But we've seen great players before when a coach got cut and they was like, I didn't agree with that. He didn't say right. that for a reason. So I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, I know he doesn't know what he's talking about, and I know he's not going to make this adjustment. So I'm going to take it upon myself to do it because this is my team. I get what you're saying. Like I said, as a coach, I'm speaking from coach's perspective. I don't understand how you don't make the adjustment. That's why. That's why I blame. But I don't understand how you don't make that adjustment, regardless of how you was bad before he made the adjustment. It was like it's. We we get it. He's a bad coach. Yes, that's why I don't understand. I mean, regardless of how you feel, I know he's a bad coach, but clearly he won a championship, whatever. I don't get as a coach, as a baseline coach, like how you don't make the adjustment. 
that's my thing. How you don't make that adjustment or even try to make the adjustment. A player of his, a player of Giannis's caliber, you don't, there's times that you don't need for someone to make an adjustment for you. You just do it. Just like how Bron, you just told the Shumper story. Bron was like, hey, they playing lazy over here. Let's run this play over to the weak side. Give me a shooter out there. The coach ain't say that. I get what you're saying. But as the coach, I don't see, like, my thing is as a coach, I, I literally don't get how you don't make the adjustment. If you get one, do you understand what I'm saying? I get what you're saying, but like I just look at it at an other thing. Have you had bad managers before? Yes. Did you feel like there's better ways into doing things? Yes. But there's times where you're just like, okay, they want me to do it this way, but I'm gonna do it this way because it just makes more sense. Right. Right. Which I understand, but as the as Coach Budenholzer, I don't get how you don't make the adjustment. That's it's not pro- like what you're saying makes sense. But at the same time, I'm like, what you're doing doesn't like I literally don't understand. it. Like, it's literally obvious right now. And I don't understand how you sit there and not make the adjustment for what did the heat win in Four, five games? Six, five, five, five. I don't get how in five games you see Drew Holiday getting cooked and you don't think to make that like it literally like you get what I'm saying like this doesn't as a coach this doesn't make any sense to me so there you have there is the for that now our audience y'all when this gets post when this gets posted and everything like that feel free to chime in and give your opinion I think there's it's pretty serious. they was trying to put me in the middle of it just to let y'all know they was trying to put me in the middle of this I'm over here trying to do my job Earn a living, and and I'm looking at this. And the funny part is, both of them texted me on the side. Was like, you know, I'm right, right? Like so that was the funny part. They was going at it with each other, and then texted me on the side talking about. Like, I just was like, you get what I'm saying, right? And yeah. you, he was like, yeah, I get what you're saying. And then Demars was probably like, you get what I'm saying, right? And he was probably like, uh, yeah. no, no, no. I'll tell you exactly what I said. I said, get your man. You sitting here watching him get cooked like Giannis did. I'm putting 56 on his head right now. That's what I, I mean, said. I mean, you could say you was putting 56 on my head, but I made complete sense. So I don't, I don't get how you put 56 on my head. So well, what I want to do here, we don't, we don't have to go into detail. I just want like uh, um, more on the players or more on the coach. Um, the 76ers, Doc Rivers getting fired. Is that more on the players or more on the coach? <laughs> That's more on the coach, uh, just because he has a rep. It's his fault that he has this rep, but he's lost what ten game sevens in a row or something like that. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that that's on the coach. That's, I mean, that's yeah, that's, that's on him. And and I've been saying he doesn't need to have a job. Yeah, I mean that's that's on him. Like, bro, like you ten game sevens in a row is absolutely crazy. That is that is so okay. I said I, we weren't going to go into that. I I think. My two cents on that one is it had been better if Philly didn't hire him in the first place. But for this specific series, Embiid and Harden like crumbled in that in that series. Oh no, no, no. Harden didn't show up that series. Yeah. Like, I don't know what guy Harden looked like Space Jam when the players lost their powers in the middle of the game. Like that's that's what Harden looked like. Yeah. Honestly, exactly. like if you if you want to speak on this series specifically, I honestly you could split that 50-50 between players and coach. 
like give 50 to both. Uh, you know, they'll share the 50, but I wouldn't say it's 25, 25 and be hard and just put them because it's their team 50 yeah. and then the other 50 goes to, to doc. Is that the series where Harden went off for like 42 in the first game? Yeah. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, with that being said, I don't like the narrative around Harden. I don't like it. I don't like the narrative around Harden. Yes, he doesn't show up in the playoffs, but to for people to make him seem like he's less than what he is, when it comes to buckets, I need more respect on that man name. That's all I'm gonna say. I mean, he's more inco- he's just as inconsistent as AD. Whoa, yes. Are we talking about playoffs? Well, I mean, even throughout the, the year, he throughout the year he was hit or miss. He's been like that for the past like three, four years. Because he has to do a facilitator role. He averaged 21 and 11. Listen, I get that, but when I want you to score. Like I, I know that he, I know he has a, a but like the the time. Let's not act like Embiid is the healthiest man in the world. He misses a lot of games, or when what? when he was with Brooklyn, Kyrie missed a lot of games, and KD I, missed games. He was trash then. I get what you're saying, but he's in facilitator mode. Like there's a like he turn he has to turn off Houston James Harden and what he. Imagines what he needs, and I get what you're saying. His teammate is also an MVP. Like, you can't, like, they won a game with Harden scoring 42. Imagine winning a game with you scoring 42 and getting eight assists and seven rebounds, and then they tell you, oh, yeah, MB's coming back, so we need you to turn it back. Like, what you mean? I just won a game by myself. Well, well huh? What? Right. So he has to, he has to dial it back and then give MB the ball. Switching, stagnant. Switching to a facilitator is no excuse for dropping nine points in a game. Oh, so. that's good. Yeah, I ain't, got, I ain't got nothing for you, but I ain't got nothing for you when it comes to that. <laughs> but we know, we know Harden is going. He's good in the playoffs for that and no show. So, but my thing, I'm just saying, like scoring wise, I feel like we we not going to appreciate him. He's going to be the next Melo, so we not going to appreciate him and his scoring until he retires. I can see that. Shout out to Melo, man. Yeah. Like, bro, like, Melo was a bucket, but nobody gives him his credit that he deserved. Like, he put 50 on the on the Bosch Wade, uh, LeBron, like, prime. He put 50 on their head and gave him a loss and walked out of there. Yep, he sure did. Yeah, man. Um, all right, last one is um, Monty Williams or the Phoenix Suns players. That's Phoenix on Aiden, bro. That's on Aiden. Phoenix Suns. That's on Aiden, bro. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm feeling real A&M. nasty right now because, bro, bro, Chris Paul, hey, he sucks. I'm not trying to hear nothing about Christopher Paul. He can't get out of his own way. He can't stay healthy. He's useless. He's a cone. Pat Beverly, whatever Pat Beverly said, he stinks. I'm, I'm done with Chris Paul, bro. You're not about to get all these excuses. Oh, he got injured. Oh, he got injured. Hey, you know what they're saying about Embiid right now? Gilbert Arena said it best. Embiid uh, is only programmed to go to the second round, and then he flames out. Guess what? Chris Paul is only programmed to go to the second round, and then he'll get injured in the next round if they make it. I'm done with Chris Paul, bro. I'm not I'm not having no conversations about Chris Paul or none of that, bro. He's bro how you, how you going on, on Chris Paul before AM, bro? 
Aiden is useless, bro. He he's Mo Bamba souped up, like bro. He he's basically Mo Bamba out there, like useless. Like I'd I'd I'd, I'd be more I'd be more useful to the Phoenix Suns right now than Aiden because he doesn't bro. do anything. Uh, oh, I got it. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm like 20 minutes away from the facility, man. I could play center better than that. Bro, he's chopped liver. I don't have anything to say about Aiden because we've seen Aiden for the last two years. He stinks. I don't I don't understand what he's doing out there to be six eleven. I, I I truly don't get it. He's truly useless as a human being. So coach Payton, uh, you are on the last show, but um our NBA source said that it um KD and Booker um basically went to management for Mont- uh for Monty Williams to get fired. And uh, hey is this a family is this family friendly because I'm gonna tell you how I feel about that. Because uh, I got do I, you you were you want me to get ignorant or you want how you want a PG 13 PG X rated like which one I'll make sure I, I, I uh, categorize this under explicit so go ahead. Bet they some hoes, they some hoes, both of them, both of them some hoes. Cause hey, so you so you gonna hold Monty accountable for your teammate not showing up and Chris Paul being injured? That's not a problem to y'all. Oh, by the way, uh, Cameron Payne, y'all backup point guard dropped thirty one when. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so I I thought that was interesting. I didn't see that part coming because I knew that they. They probably like heard about it first and everything, but for them to go to management and say, "Hey, yeah, we like him as a person," like Monty, Monty's like dope, but he can't take us to the next level. I was like, "Wait, the- my, my thing is who who is on the market to do it?" Like, I got I both. Of, I got both y'all. Don't even worry. I got y'all. Watch this. I'm not listening to somebody that somebody hopped on the Steph Curry's coattails, okay? Because he blew a three-one lead. And I'm not listening to somebody that's calling, that's talking about, hey, man, we're trying to work on our game. Don't send a double team. I'm not listening to either one of them. In a pickup game, by the way. Don't send a double team. We're trying to work on our game, man. What you doing? Joe Kim Noah talking about, yeah, we ain't got time for that, bro. Get score off the double team. Like, what are you talking about, bro? No, no, we'll double and pick up. I'm not listening to either one of them. I don't care if Stephen A talking about Lacey's number or not, bro. I'm not, I'm not going for none of that. Well, well, to that to that point, you know, in terms of KD, um, well, one thing that I'm sick of is like, what is the, why are these players over here changing teams and then dictating coaches? Like Harden comes and then be like, hey, I, Doc ain't the guy after laying a dud, and then you got Durant coming here laying a dud and be like, hey, it's Monty. But like, you you go, you have Billy Donovan, you go run to Golden State with Steve Kerr. Then you get to Brooklyn, and last time I checked, you handpicked Steve Nash. So what do you know about picking mm. coaches and who's not the right coach? Hey, he got on the team with Kyrie. That's all I'm going to say. He he handpicked Kyrie to be on his team. What does that say, bro? Well, Kyrie, do Kyrie, like Kyrie. Kyrie handpicked him. It don't, it, it don't make sense. Either way, like, I'm mm. not getting – both them on the same team is absolutely crazy. And then thinking Listen. they can get – to be a third, bro. You come to the front office and then you sit here and KD, which is like, hey, now we need to get rid of Monty. I'm gonna be like, bro, didn't you pick Steve or uh, Steve Nash to be a coach? Like, wh- who who are we gonna replace him with? Because like I, the part I didn't get, I said this last week was like, well, 
everybody was talking about the lack of depth for Phoenix and, and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, yeah, because of Kevin Durant. Like, bro, like they got rid of half their team to get you. Bro, they had Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, like, and and hella draft picks, and got rid of all that for him. Yes. And then you go and, and his coach. So, like, you gonna blame the coach for that? For like half the team going to get Kevin Durant, and then you gonna turn around and stab him in the back like that? That's whack, man. And the funny thing is, they they never go, not, they're never going to win a championship together. Never. Hey, you know what's crazy? We had this whole conversation, and we ain't talk about Chris Paul's nasty behind. I'm not well, mad. Oh. Well, because you already did, you already touched on that, man. There's he got hurt. Uh, I might really throw hands with Chris. Like I, I ain't gonna lie to y'all. He it gets me riled up every year, and nope. and flame out so terribly. So he's like, like, bro, retire. Like, let it go. You're done. You're chopped liver. Go out like Melo, please. Goodbye. Is is he a top five pop? Point guard all time in your book? Yes, yes. He's the most useless out of them. <laughs> he's number five. Okay. He's number five. It's not like I'm going to pick him to win a championship. Like, he's going to be on my team. But I'm not – why am I going to pick a guy, like, stats-wise and everything-wise? He, yes, he's he's PG-1. But you're not, you're not, you're not moving the needle on no team. Like, <laughs> like what? That Man. Okay. So – and shout out to Coach Pace, who is an actual coach now. So he, he's he's the only one out of us that actually coaches. So we we legit now. Hey man, I coach. What do you mean? I coach my daughter, bro. I train her every day in life. <laughs> Go out to the driveway. <laughs> Come on, bro. Not gonna lie to y'all. Somebody need to hire me because I I literally I'm I'm bro. I ain't even about to tell you. I'm gonna tell y'all afterwards, but it's. Second half, uh, we got three tournaments left. It's gonna get. I'm gonna tell you afterwards. It's gonna get real wicked for people. <laughs> so we gonna we gonna table one of our other topics for the sake of time. But uh, you know, breaking news came out today about uh, DeAndre Hopkins switching over to the NFL uh, for a little bit. Uh, released by the Cardinals, so he got options. So th- this kind of opens the window for pretty much anyone to go after him. So fellas, where do y'all think D Hop should go? And Demarcus, well, don't, don't, uh, don't do this. No, 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 no. So I, I actually broke it down in a, in a list, and it's not where I believe he should go. It just all depends on what he's looking for. So the teams that are circulating, the teams that I feel like that are least likely to take on is the Cowboys, the Eagles, and the Jets. Um, I say the Eagles because if he – with the contracts they have going on, it'll either be – a it's going to be a short-term deal. It might be like a one, maybe two-year deal. Probably won't be much money. I see the same way being with the the Cowboys, uh, money-wise. Um, and as for the – because, you know, they got Parsons and C.D. Lamb coming down the pipeline. And then the Jets, they just have abundance of receivers. And there's no need to – after, especially after signing Alan Lazard, even though that D-hop is better, it's like – you have a bunch of good young receivers. There's no need to push somebody else out in the back door. Um, if he if he wants to contend, Kansas City, Bills, Browns, um, he'll probably be able to get more money out of the Browns. Uh, he'll get more opportunity there. And also with the Bills, 
Oh, and, and Kansas City. He'll get a lot of opportunity. If it's money, go to the Patriots. And then if he just strictly wants to focus on production, Giants and Ravens. That's a fair assessment. I just know he better not go to the Eagles. So Coach Pace and I are launching a full investigation. Yeah, nah, for real. Like, with all due respect, Philly isn't going stupid right now. And it don't make no fucking – excuse my French. It don't make no sense. <laughs> I almost lost my marbles there. I did as soon as they tried sign Swift, I'd have lost the investigation. Goodell's not doing his job. That's another person that needs to, their job needs to be in question right now. Because clearly he doesn't see what's going on. Um, but nah, I think uh Ravens and uh I didn't think of the Browns, but like now that y'all mentioned the Browns, I'm like him with Watson again. Cause they was just they was just together a couple years ago. So him with Watson again would go crazy. Um, and then, yeah, those are the only two places really I could see him with. Chicago needs him, but I Chicago, yeah, Chicago needs him, but I don't see them making that investment Not, after getting DJ Moore and all that. Well, yeah, and they're they're young. They're 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 young, and even though that I know that they want to compete, they know like D Hop is kind of like one of those pieces for a team where it's just like. Okay, I want to this this what yeah this would take us to the Super Bowl or to the you know conference uh, finals whatever side he's on. Hey I'm Kansas in. City, by the way, Demars, if they get if Kansas City get him, I need an investigation on them too. I, I, what do you I, what do you I, mean? I need a whole investigation. They just won a championship. They just won a championship with their roster, and then you add D Hop. What like what? Yeah, yeah, but you have to look at the receivers that they had, and they lost like two, two, three of them. Hey, that's crazy. Uh, I need an investigation. <laughs> that's crazy. And, I need and Patrick Mahomes is just that. I mean, it's no different than Philly making it to the to the Super Bowl and getting having a top ten pick. I mean, that's that's because uh, how did y'all get that? I don't remember how y'all got that pick. Yeah. Was it for Wentz? No. Um, I think that was the – I want to say it's the – no, it was the Saints, the Saints pick. Saints. Listen, it don't yeah. even – I'm not mad at y'all because y'all y'all played that right. But at the same time, I'm like, all right, bro. But the Swift trade is what blew me. I'm not worried about y'all top ten pick. It was the Swift pick for me. The Swift, like, y'all really finesse Swift for, like, uh, a nickel. A and I was like, wait, a bag of chips and a nickel. I was like, nah, some, some – nah, bro. Shout out Howie. Yeah. Howie, Howie doing something illegal out here. It's gonna come out in a thirty for thirty one day. And um, for for me, I guess because like Bill Belichick doesn't compliment anyone, but he he goes out of his way to compliment DeAndre Hopkins, like in person on the mic during the press conference. So I can see him. I can see the Patriots being like a serious destination for him. Well, what quarterback? Yeah, that that's the entry. Like, yeah, you got Mac, but clearly he doesn't want Mac. So I don't know what, what that is. But that's another thing. Like, if he wants money, th- that's where you go. Yeah, Patriots not gonna give him no money. You know, Patriots known for not paying people. <laughs> when they were just paying people a couple years ago when they lost uh, the year after they lost Brady. Oh, you talking remember about that? The year what? they paid for them tight ends and then regretted it soon after. Yeah, so now they can be like, "Hey, we'll spend it on D Hop." But I think, honestly, I think Bills Bills days is numbered there, man. I and the way that 
I, the way I'm kind of looking at it is, and I know it won't happen, but also I wouldn't be shocked if it, if it did because Josh McDaniels is getting exposed too. I wouldn't be shocked to see him Bill Belichick like getting fired and taking over the Raiders head coaching job and McDaniels just go back to OC and they just kind of redo their thing with the Raiders. That's possible. I can see that. Um, yeah, Bills or Ravens would be super dope too. Like him and Diggs and or him and Odell, that would that would be fire. I yeah. Cause Lord knows the the Chiefs. Hey, I'm getting an Odell jersey if they if if he go there, I'm getting an Odell jersey. <laughs> you supposed to get one anyways. That's your guy. I'm I'm not getting no jersey when he I just thought would, I thought you would get it. Just off the strength of them paying Lamar. Absolutely, absolutely. If I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna get a Lamar jersey. With all due respect, because I know Odell, he'll mess around, and be out in a year unless he plans on signing long term. But I know if I know Odell, he's gonna be out in a year and want to go somewhere else. So I, it would be a waste of time. I thought he was actually gonna stay with the Rams before he uh, tore his ACL. So because he was about he was about to get a bag, and I know the Rams was gonna pay him for it too. So you gonna get a Lamar jersey? I was I'm I told y'all I'm a man of my word. I get a Jimmy Butler jersey if they make it out this series. Coach Murph, are they gonna make it out this series? They gonna make it out this series. Game Game Six is Saturday. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. I, so I picked out. You know, before the series started, I said Heat in six. But what's pissing me off is the way. Is going. Nobody expected y'all to go up 3-0. Like in my mind, Heat win game one, Celtics win game two, Miami sweeps at home, go up 3-1, they lose game five, and Boston and winning game six. But for y'all to win three straight and then get spanked two games straight where you got Duncan Robinson and Gabe Vince, or not Duncan Robinson and Caleb Martin and Jay Cole. Running the team, like <laughs> Jimmy, Man, Jimmy. It's gonna look good for y'all move forward because y'all better win Saturday night. All right, listen. I don't ask God for much. All I asked him was for a Nuggets and Heat NBA Finals. Now the Nuggets did their job. I want to see Jimmy Butler go at it, and and I I think it's a good storyline either way. You know them coming from the AC playing to AC. You know so. And then Jokic, you know, the Nuggets couldn't get it done. They couldn't get it done. Jamal Murray gets hurt. It messes everything up. Now he's back, and they make it to the to the championship. That's what I want to see. And y'all playing with me right now. Listen, man. If y'all don't get this done on Saturday night, it's a wrap for y'all. I'm going to let you know that right now. No, 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 no. Cut it out. Cut it out. We're winning game six. And if they blow it, they're winning game seven. Like we're we're winning the series regardless, but I'm telling you now, we get bounced, we get bounced. All that playoff, yeah, Jimmy, all that playoff Jimmy shit is over with. You oh. get you, <laughs> you, 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 and that's my man's. I, I'm a, I love you and I'm gonna support you, but I'm gonna call it what it is. And all that trolling shit is over. You come into the you come into the playoffs and you just like, hey, I'm stupid locked in. You get swept against Giannis. Then you come here, you you know trolling Grant, and then you post your picture of you pointing at him saying five. Meaning, like, y'all just five wins away from winning it all, then you go get spanked two games right after that? 
Mm-hmm. 14 points? 14 points. 14 points. Bam! You're not a point guard. <laughs> Six turnovers? Hey, respectfully, how would you feel if they won in seven? How like I just want to get it. No, I would if, if who won if who won in seven? If, if y'all win in seven, how would you feel? We, I don't feel good about that. I wouldn't I well, I wouldn't feel any type of I would just be happy that they, they won. I don't care if they I want them to win in six, but I don't particularly care as long as they make it to the final. I don't care. If if y'all lose would you, would you, Denver smacked would you feel and see my thing is because I know you hold Jimmy to like me looking at Jimmy I would be disgusted in Jimmy and the simple fact that bro what are you on like no for real like what are you on because there's no way you should win three and drop three and then win in game seven like that doesn't make sense to me so my gauge is like well like how would your viewpoint of Jimmy be if he won in seven it, it it wouldn't matter. Uh, I think what would my perception of Jimmy is going to finalize after the playoffs is over. Because, like, if he, you know, wins in seven, goes to, you know, the finals and balls out and, you know, win or lose, it's just like, all right, you know, that was a tough series. But, I mean, you made it to the finals and you ball. You just, you know, you happen to win, you happen to lose. But if he – if this becomes a trend and they win in seven and he continues this against Denver, then I'm going to be disgusted where I'm just like, now all the talks that I was, you know, I was standing up for him for in terms of that buck series, in terms of that Knicks series, all that stuff is negated. Cause now it's just like, okay, those teams probably weren't as good as we expected them to be. If this is how you're playing against Boston and Denver. Yeah. My thing is so that, with Jimmy, though, is uh, and I know you could attest to this because you wasn't messing with Jimmy for a little minute. It's like he'll show up and be like he was in the 2021 playoffs when they were in the bubble, but he'll and that's how he's playing now. But he'll also have the last couple of years where you just sitting there like, Jimmy, are you going to turn it on? Like, what you doing? Like, what do you want? So that's my thing with Jimmy is like, bro, we know you got that dog. And like, what are you like on the off games? What you be doing? Like, why are you passing? You only end up with 12 shots. Like, well, I, I'm not understanding, but when you score 52, you go 17 to like 25 or something like that. Like, I'm not understanding what you're trying to. Yeah. Like, my so, thing is like the, the everything. It's probably like AD, but at a higher level. Like, no, Jimmy, no games are still good, but his high game, you'd be sitting there like, dude, he should be a top five player in the league. Well, my thing with like with Jimmy is that Jimmy is exactly what they kill Bron for in terms of his passes, passiveness and trusting his teammates. He does that, but just on a completely different level. And I think it just comes from that underdog mentality of, you know, how he came up. So he sees more into his teammates of like, nah, you can be just as good as I am. Well, let me tell you something, Jimmy. They're not. Bam ain't better than you. Gabe Vincent ain't better than you. Caleb Martin ain't better than you. Duncan Robinson ain't better than you. High Smith isn't better than you. Tyler Hero ain't better than you. What about Kyle Lowry? Don't get me started. You did that on purpose. <laughs> hey, you like hey, Cody, Cody Zeller, like UD. 
when the you're the star of the team, it's just like he goes through these bouts of like he knows he's the star of the team, and then there's others where he's just like, you know, we're just we're all on the same level. Like, no, you're not. Hey, I bet you you wouldn't have dropped those last two games if UD was in the game. <laughs> See, bro, like that. This is ridiculous. I like I'm embarrassed. But I think if Jimmy goes and says I'm the leader, like you're saying, I'm the best player, I'm setting the tone. Then and and he has like a big first half. I think they'll be okay. If you know what, what <laughs> you know what what I I just thought about like when and before game one when him and Bam was arguing about who was guarding Tatum. If I'm Bam, I'm like nah, I'm guarding Tatum so you can score. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the end of it. Because, like, I don't want you to pull that I'm tired shit or, you know, put so much on the defensive end or so on and so forth. We need you to go get a bucket because what you can do is you can, even though you can't, you know, you don't really shoot threes, you can still put up points and you can put people in foul trouble that we can't do. Yeah. He was missing some point blank shots. Too. I agree. I agree. I just don't know. Like, it's similar to – um. It's similar to uh, what's his name? Um, AD. I don't know what Jimmy I'm gonna get, but Jimmy's at a higher if that makes sense. But I tell you what, after the win or lose, you know, however this, you know, this playoff goes, major changes need to be made, and this is the best time than ever because all these nobodies people like to say have increased their value and you can actually get something for Duncan Robinson now with his contract. I think he has like one more year left on his deal. So somebody will be like, Oh, we can get us a great shooter on the expiring deal. We'll take that. Max Strews, Caleb Martin, who I believe you just signed him to a contract. You don't trade him. I don't care who, who, but like you got all these people raising their value, go get you an actual guy that just looking to score like a Dane or a no, Kyrie or no, y'all need to get I'm telling you now. My boy from Denver, Michael Porter Jr. You want to talk about not, I'm talking about people that's on the market. They're not trading Michael Porter Jr. You know are you isn't his con is his contract up? Like he's still <laughs> on his rookie deal. Yeah, but they're gonna give him an extension. Oh you think you think they're gonna give him an extension? Because he's gonna no. want some money. Like he's yeah. not gonna be yeah, he can offer. No, they're going to give him weight. They're going to give him. Uh, I'm pretty sure they'll give him his rookie max. They're not letting Michael Porter Jr. walk. What's the rookie max? If I'm, if I'm, I, I don't know what it is based off of him because it, it goes off of achievements and stuff like that. So I don't know what his his deal okay. will look like. But gotcha. um, but now like people that we know that are, that are available that are plus you need a ball handler like he. Like, of course, Michael Porter Jr. can hoop, but he's not a predominant ball handler. They need a scoring point guard. So like Kyrie, like Dane, people that we know that are possibly looking to go other places. Those are your target. You need that and you need a legit big move down to the four and get rid of Cody Zeller. And, like, the big just needs to be simple. You just need somebody that can rebound and rim protect. Nothing Howard, nothing sexy. So Dwight Howard, he's still available. Like, I don't know. Dwight, Trey for JaVale McGee, I, I don't care. 
Some mm-hmm. something. You just need an athletic big that can rim protect and protect the paint, and you're good because Bam can't do it. Mm-mm. Not consistently. Nah. Well, we'll see what happens. Y'all better win this, man. But uh, we're going to wrap up the show with uh, letting y'all know how to spend your money this weekend. So, fellas, what y'all got for your uh, your betting slips? I said that Miami is going to win this game tomorrow. So I picked the Miami money line, Jimmy over 29 and a half in points, and a double-double for da- from Bam. Jimmy, you better not take less than 28 shots. 28 shots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey. We'll see what happens. I also think uh, – um, Go ahead, Coach Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, also, a sneaky pick out there because they're going to be at home, and I think there's that sense of urgency. They're going to hit the first half real hard. So, for, like, people that like to bet, like, you know, who's going to be leading at halftime, I'd probably go with Miami on that one. That might be a nice little bet. You can slip in there to boost your slip up. All right, mine's pretty simple. I got Miami money line, Jimmy over 25, and basically Jalen Brown over 20. So that's that's pretty much what I'm going with. Um, is it gonna hit? <sighs> but I'm I'm I think Jalen Brown it has to have a good game in order for them to have any chance of winning in Miami. So forget Tatum. <laughs> Facts. Boy, you're such a Jason Tatum hater, bro. Like, it's, it's why, why are you always coming at light skinned people, bro? I'm starting to get offended. Bro, what do you talk? I just went in on on Jimmy. And bam. Respectfully, I'm the best player in the world. <laughs> I'm one of the best players in the world. You know? nah, that's it's been a wild playoffs, and so. Next episode, we're going to break everything. Finals matchup. And we also have an interesting topic talking about the future of the league life after LeBron. So don't miss it. It will be on our next episode. But on behalf of Coach Pace and Coach Murph, I'm Coach JP3. Stay blessed and stay safe, y'all. Peace.